What's going on, everybody? You've got the cardboard coaches here. There you go. I got it right with Coach Co. And it is your friendly neighborhood cartel. There we go. Friendly neighborhood cartel. Eh? That just that's, that sentence just sounds hilarious. We're for the kids. <laughs> oh, the transition on that one was unreal. Kudos to you, sir. What you got in your hand over there? What I've got is uh, for hockey card collectors, the equivalent of a PS5 in a smaller, slightly less expensive package, right? Pretty the brand dope. product everyone's going nuts over. Brendan, have you uh, have you copped some of this or what? So I, uh, I'll give you the long story on this one. And just for the record, he's talking about uh, tops or not upper deck series one uh, NHL 2020-21 Young Guns. Um, and with respect to your question, my mom asked me what I want for Christmas today or not today, like two weeks ago. And uh, I jokingly said cards to which she responded, especially because like I'm an adult and it is for the kids. <laughs> and uh, so she's like, well, which one? So, and I was like, I can't believe she's serious right now. So I sent her a direct link to the pre-order for those puppies. And hopefully she bought the pre-order because those things so are absolutely flying off the shelves right now. Yeah, you're not going to find them. Uh, you're not going to find very many at the retail level right now. I did take a look uh, at some uh, certain websites, Walmart, that sort of thing here in Canada. There are some mega boxes available. Blasters are going to be tough uh, because they're little, you know, appetizers that you can purchase for a cheaper amount. Uh, the retail stores are selling out. Uh, their their pre-orders sold out and they're having trouble keeping stock at the moment. Uh, prices increasing pretty much daily, which I, I kind of predicted and, and people are like, ah, come on daily, but it's, it seems to be bumping up about 10, 15 bucks every single day from yeah. the day of release, these puppies here. And, um, the cartels onto them. What did they go for originally? Uh, I think you could, you could have pre-ordered them at a little bit more than a hundred Canadian, Ooh. but the, the store level, I believe it was 130 plus tax around these parts. Um, but we're seeing uh, eBay sales creep towards 200. Uh, I'm seeing some some prices in the 200 US range for these guys. I'm predicting that's going to possibly close to double by the time we get to the hockey season, unless something drastically changes or we see a lot more pumped out. Um, but uh, yeah, not, not surprising given the combination of the lockdowns and that we're still going through what we're going through. And this being the first major release of the season, I'd say this is the first major release, you know, for the hockey world in this weird lockdown era that we're in that has seen crazy pricing for basketball, um, certain baseball singles. Uh, so it's interesting to see the market react because we haven't had a chance to do that quite yet, but we're doing it. Uh, Lafreniere is going for about uh, three to 400, I would say yeah. at this point. Yeah. You can find some, you can source some deals uh, for sure. Because I think a lot of people recognize that's that's a high dollar amount. I remember the expo back in 2015 when uh, Connor McDavid rookie card hit. Uh, I, I'll never forget the guy had a sign around his neck saying, "I'll buy your Connor for 150 bucks." I think it was Canadian, and he was just scooping them all up, stacking them. I don't know who that guy was. I I, I wish I knew who that guy we was. We gotta sure find was. out. We have to find he's, out. Yeah, he's out there somewhere counting his dollars. But uh, if you see a guy with 20 plus Connors. Can you just let us know? There you because go. I mean, I we actually want to contact him. There you go. But uh, at this point, um, yeah, I, I mean, that's that's a crazy high dollar amount for a brand new product. Uh, McDavid, with, like like I said, is going for around. Now, that guy was wearing a sign that said, I'll buy at 150. So they were probably going for around closer to 200 at the time. Brand new. Uh, our buddy Jeff pulled one at the show. I actually handed him the box that ended up crazy. having that, which led and to. And he me. also pulled a, a laugh. Yeah, he. And that's so funny. Uh, yeah. Here we are. Uh, what is it? Five years later, I guess. And he pulled a laugh in his one. He he generally buys like one hobby box, I think, every year. Yeah. And he got it. Uh, so he's pretty psyched about that. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, even the Jack Hughes last year, there was there was a lot of hype on that. I think that was maybe going for around a hundred, hundred and a quarter. But, but not four hundred dollar hype, man. Yeah, this, th this is, is this is the next level. 
look, it has the elements playing for it, which is that it's the main young gun in the set and it's not as solid of a checklist as people were anticipating. Um, it's, it's also New it's York, a, you know what I mean? Like New York it's, market. And hey, it's a French player, by the way. Um, Canadian, so, French Canadian. Yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of collectors, retailers, investors in Quebec, uh, and even in other parts of Ontario that that uh, appreciate that element. And, I think I think partially people think he might be the next Sidney Crosby, especially because he's coming out of the queue. You know what I mean? We hear so much about the next Sidney Crosby, the next Connor McDavid. I, I think is it just me or is hockey really difficult that way? You don't necessarily see the prospecting pan out quite like you do in some other sports. So I couldn't agree more. Yeah. There's very, you have, I think because there's so many players on a team, it's like almost like baseball where like the good players, like they're great and they're pivotal to like a championship winning team. But like, if you have a lot of those great players on a team, you might win a championship, but like, let's take, let's say the Chicago Cubs, for instance, right? Like they won a championship was it four years ago and no one on that team stands out. I mean, like they do, but like, if you look at the value of those guys cards, like Anthony Rizzo, like Chris Bryant, like Wilson Contreras, like none of them are huge, right? Like literally none of them. And they have a chance to like repeat year after year. Right. So yeah, I mean, yeah, hockey is the best example of what you just said because it's, it is such a team sport and it's generally defense that, that can win the cup. So, you know, you've got, you've got these players like McDavid, uh, Matthews, um, Ovechkin. These guys, uh, these guys faded out during the playoffs, and those are the guys you want around. Yeah. Um, a lot of the guys in the Blackhawks are popular, but the Blackhawks are a team that are kind of on the, the way down from their peak. They have some rebuilding to do. All these top players that kind of represent the league and the exciting players you want people to be exposed to are not making it very far in the playoffs. And this is the thing that's been plaguing Connor. If Connor had the credentials that Sid had built up uh, by this point, you know, who knows what that card would be at. But that being said, like I mentioned last, uh, the last podcast we did, um, the market seems to be really focusing on individual achievements when it comes to hockey. And, but there is some excitement that the Rangers can actually put something together here. Uh, Lafren is jo- is jumping onto a team that already had a lot of potential, was already building up quite quickly. Yeah, they're led by you know a superstar, Panarin, the breadman. Yeah. yeah, and they also so, they got they got Kako there. You know what I mean? Like they got Shersterkin, who everyone's hype about. They got a yeah. lot of um, Fox, D'Angelo. Like they got uh, some fun guys there, man. D'Angelo. Um, um, I got a quick question for you before we transition. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Sure. So I, I've, I've acquired, I want to say like a hundred young guns. And like, these are just guys that like, I like who I would consider drafting to my fantasy team. I've watched play for, you know, any number of years. And um, you know, a lot of them I've acquired for like less than $10. Yeah. So because laugh is 400 now, does that now mean that the value of like theoretically most of the other established cards will now increase. Yeah. If you're talking about the established cards and when you say that, I'm assuming off the top of my head, I'm thinking line a Eichel, McDavid, McKinnon. Uh, Yes. Um, And I think, I think uh, we saw that at the beginning of the lockdown when the McDavid magically doubled up in price, we saw a big bump come along for Nathan McKinnon. Previous to that, there was already a big bump happening with Crosby and Ovechkin because people were just realizing, look, time has gone on. Um, it's, it's been a long time and, uh, you know, these, these cards are undervalued and these players are getting a lot more eyes on them and they're getting deeper into their careers. People are anticipating McKinnon is heading towards a championship. Uh, they're anticipating McDavid's going to do something great in his career and Crosby Ovechkin have already been there. Uh, there's a lot of hype with Crosby when it comes to the fact that he is going to be certainly the generation's player and Ovechkin is chasing Gretzky's goal scoring record. So we saw that bump. Now, if, if that's going to translate to other lower end cards, that's not typically the case. But with this new market, this lockdown market, as I like to call it, we never know what really is going to play out. But generally speaking, you see that big difference in young guns. Like if from, a guy scores three goals and it serves four games, do you think that $4 card becomes 20? If we're talking about a new release, absolutely. There will be a frenzied response because that's just how the market is these days people are going nuts over any 
individual performance. People can get excited about ball ball uh, having a good, you know, training session. That's true. Uh, you know, four goals in three games or whatever it is from a new player. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, last year off the top of my head, since we're talking hockey, Zabinijad had a big year and we saw some bumps in his young guns, but they were still, they're still relatively affordable. I remember I was yeah. talking to someone on Insta about his exclusives card. We were in the $50 range. I mean, that's, that's nothing uh, compared to the exclusives of some of the higher end guys. Yeah, man. Especially for a point of game player, like, yeah, but but it'll be interesting. This is the year. This this will be the year where we really see where the hockey market is at um, when it comes, you know, in relation to these other these other explosions in the market that we've seen. Um, we read that article uh, by Ken Reed, who was talking. He's been interviewed a lot these days. He's kind of like a uh, prominent uh, representative of the of the cardboard community. Oh yeah, the hard he was especially the about, hockey. Yeah, and I think they were mostly focusing on the boom in sales of retail. Yeah. And vintage, which is great, and that's logical to me. Um, I got tons of vintage. Thank my mother for that. So, so there you go. You held on to that. I've I've got my seventies and eighties stuff, uh, you know, in binders. I should probably actually reorganize that. Yeah. But, but we'll. But you know, they they didn't talk too much about modern cards. They did talk about modern basketball. They talked about modern baseball. The big sales, yeah. uh, the, yeah. the Trout Superfractor, all these things that have happened in the last few months. But it remains to be seen how it's going to play out with hockey. Um, yeah, and it, and it remains to be seen how Upper Deck is going to react to that. And that, you know, just quickly getting back to this release, um, there's a lot of Easter eggs in here again, the, the French card parallels that you really have to look closely at to make sure to check to see if you have, uh, which is kind of reminiscent of 2010, 2011. Yeah. They did that as well. Um, there are, you know... Th- there, there are a lot of parallels, but you know, they threw in this Dazzlers insert, which looks kind of cool. Cause I think they can, they're kind of trying to glom on to. Well, we talked about, DD. we talked about this Remember, Like I was like, yeah, why did you upper... making yeah. some parallels? I was like, why don't we make some cool fucking parallels? Like, yeah, you know I what mean, I mean? Power to do that. Get uh, people hype. And they could have made some major changes, but quite frankly, uh, they didn't. It's a very, I think the young guns look a lot better now though. It, it is. It looks it's a traditional piece. And uh, yeah, I, I think, I, I don't know, like some people are really excited about the design. Some people not so much. I like it. Quality control is not great. I feel like I'm constantly complaining about companies' quality control. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, look, I'm, I'm spending money. You guys are spending your money. Yeah. Um, the quality control is not there. There's a lot of rounded corners. Uh, it's just, that's and that's the way they printed it. And God knows how the grading companies are going to respond to that. But I have yet to see what I'd say is a gem mint Lafrenne. Yeah. Um, the exclusives are coming out cut like trapezoids. Uh, I pulled one and posted it. Not a lot of people saw it right away, but that bottom corner is not a straight line. Um, so a lot of, a lot of weird quality control issues in, the, in those boxes as well. Listen, um, electricity is expensive these days, man. Come on. There you go. Right. Yeah. I suppose they, they got to cut corners somewhere. <laughs> they cut the corners and make them round. There you go. Look, we've got we've got cardboard wrappers. We're gonna start start some cardboard comedians and cardboard start... stand up, man. I like it. Hopefully, I'll be able to get that name right, though. You know, that's right. That's right. So yeah, um, and I guess so. Here we are talking a lot about sealed product. Uh, I did want to shout out again that we are going to be giving this away right here. Speaking of Lafren, you believe this is already three years old, by the way. I know this it's is a crazy old product. Um, and I, quite frankly, I mean, obviously, look, it's going to cool off with the actual young gun coming out, but, and I also had no idea. You can actually pull the exclusives, high gloss and autographs in these blasters. I had no idea. Why doesn't Upper Deck do that for their other retail? If you can do it for your CHL cards, you know, anyways, this is a CHL blaster box. We're going to be giving it away soon on cardboard coaches. So keep an eye out for the rules there in terms of how we're going to be giving that away. But that's the original uh, LaFren card that Upper Deck produced. I think it's going to maintain a little bit of value. Yeah. Because, uh, again, it's three years old and it's a legit release and they're beautiful cards. Who um, doesn't love free stuff? So we are talking about sealed product. I've brought my, my sealed product examples with me from baseball here. Um, we are going to talk know, about breaking, right? You know who knows a lot about sealed product? Who knows a lot about sealed product? breakers and specifically electric who happens to be waiting in the queue so let's bring them on down shall we 
electric underscore cards at instagram.com is joining us i believe live and direct from the west coast brop brop oh that's probably why he said he was bringing it he was putting his daughter down mr electric what's going on i love the setup what's up guys Woo! thanks for waiting for me thanks oh, for your patience worry. Don't worry. There it is. You know, we, we've seen. We've. I've, I'm familiar with that setup. Brendan has seen that setup, yeah. <laughs> and we're familiar with that. The, the, the soothing tones of your voice. Oh, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate so that you can. Uh, you can like the monotone in my voice. I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's it's all about the experience. The electric controls the experience. He cannot control the cards that you get, but he controls the experience. And uh, so just cartel right the slogan down. Right off the you got bat, it down, that, that background there, the I believe that's the ultimate Jimi Hendrix because I owned that when I was younger. Um, is that right? The ultimate Jimi Hendrix experience, that record that I'm seeing? It's actually, uh, you're actually looking at Jimi Hendrix Blues, one of my favorites. Blues. So it's all the blues artists. Yes, sir. That's right. And it's a, it's yes, kind sir. of a compilation of his of his blues studio sessions that weren't originally Yeah, released. yeah, this is this is good stuff. So it's got all the blues artists on it that he's that he's replicating and uh you know doing justice for so it's a good album beautiful so so electric is 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 in a way melding uh music with the hobby uh let us can you can you fill us in on that and and how that came to be i think it's a lovely idea how did that come to be electric you know what uh it's a good it's a good question cartel Uh, music is first and foremost my biggest passion and uh card collecting comes second uh, whether you like it or not. And, uh, you know, I just, I just, I just can't see not marrying the two. They're, they're, they're so, they work so well together. And, and honestly, I don't, I don't rip wax in silence. And I think that it shouldn't be ripped in silence. I think there's a soundtrack for everything. And I think, uh, you know, some people agree with that and some might, might, uh, want to rip in silence, but that's not my style. So, um, I just, it just felt natural and, uh, m- melding album artwork because, uh, you know, the albums are eclectically designed and, and beautiful photography and imagery and just melding the art of the cards with the art of the album to me is just a natural harmony of, of the two of the two mediums. So I, I don't see it any other way. That's kind of my my opinion, my take. So hopefully that kind of gives you a perspective. But uh, it just seems like the perfect marriage to me. Dude, could Absolutely. you could you have come up with a better response to that question? Absolutely not. That was fantastic. <laughs> Was, right. I, I did not prepare for these questions. Guys. I did not prepare. <laughs> and, you know, as a record, as a record collector myself, and a and a and a, a, a fan of, of of all varieties of music, that's definitely one of the things that pulled me towards electric. There are a lot of breakers out there. Um, so, and another thing that pulled me towards electric that was quite clear on his feed was that he was a collector, like you mentioned. Even if it's second to music. He is a collector. Uh, do you want to tell, uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, your collecting path and what what uh, specific uh, genres you're into? Yeah, what do you PC, man? Yeah, that's a that's a good question too, guys. Uh, you know what's funny is what spurred my collection habits when I was a kid. Um, my father had a stack of 1968 1968 tops baseball card uh or baseball game cards in his uh night nightstand right by his bed and they were just wrapped in a rubber band and it was mickey mantle there was uh frank thomas i think and some other really great um uh baseball greats and it was just uh it, it just intrigued me you know to to see that and to see it in a grown man's nightstand was something else so i just i i kind of jumped on the bandwagon then uh, when I was a kid, and then it just kind of uh, fizzled out when I went to college. And then my wife made the mistake of buying me a pack of hockey cards for Christmas uh, yes. five years ago, and it totally set me off again. <laughs> you know, it's it. like you jump back in; it's like riding a bike. And I felt yep. I felt the natural I felt the natural um, rush, and it just it felt great. So I, I haven't uh, I haven't stopped since. And so you know, you asked about my my personal collection, and really, I'm a hockey guy. In fact, I got. You know, I got slabs sitting by me. I've got Fedorov. Fedorov's my guy. Dope. Um, this is a beauty. This is uh, Mr. Hockey and Henrik yeah. Zetterberg. Little rookie Nuts. card for Zetterberg. So I mean, I've 
I've got hockey slabs sitting around me and that's, that's my main collection. But uh, beyond that, I think I got something else here for you guys too. I'm, I'm a big uh, rock guy, as you can see by the records. And so yeah. Cartel knows this, but I, I'm into collecting these little offshoots of, uh, yeah, those are great. You know, Jimi Hendrix cards. This is a Swedish card. Uh, picked this up off eBay for like 20 bucks. And to me, it's just a steal. You know, this is so such a cool. unique piece of uh, the hobby. So that, that's, that's kind of a little bit about my, uh, my collecting spree and where I'm at these days. I just really love hockey, uh, really love rock and roll. So that's, uh, those two, I think, are, are, are my absolute favorites. I'd give you, I'd give you those two as my, my two go-tos. But uh, I know, I know some awesome. of you, a nowadays, couple of you guys, or at least, uh, go ahead, Cartel. Yeah, I was going to say, nowadays, the market for those kind of oddball items are actually now kind of legitimized. I mean, yeah. I've always loved oddball like that. I collect horror cards. Yeah, um, I know you do. 40s, 50s, 60s, yeah. and they're legitimized now. People are really picking them up. Yeah, I've seen that. But uh, that, I mean, that's fantastic, dude. Honestly, what you do for the hobby, I, you were actually the first person to host my break. My, like, you hosted my first break, rather. And uh, I'm, I'm happy it was with you because, you know, you made me feel like if there was anything I needed to ask, you, you answered my questions. And not only that, but I, I, I even know that I, my break wasn't fantastic. I think I ended up actually getting like a, a job debut. Luckily, even I pulled the, the Grizz. Yeah. And uh, you still managed to give me uh, a few wonderful PC cards. So I really want to thank you for that. And uh, just mention that like people like you who have such a wonderful impact on the hobby can really, you know, change someone's day just by like, if someone's expecting a certain amount of cards and then you throw in like two you know, they might not be valuable to you, but they're valuable to someone else. And it really, really, really does make a huge impact. So I wanted to thank you for that. Yeah, man. Happy, happy to hear that you like the extras. I mean, that's, that's a big it. part of what I do. I'm cartel said it best. I'm a collector at heart. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily like being uh, referred to as a breaker. I mean, I yeah. feel like there's, there's so many, so many people calling themselves breakers these days. And I'm just a collector who likes to uh, make people happy through the hobby. And I think that's uh, the biggest draw for me of being in this position is just uh, bringing people together. I call everybody a part of my family. And when people start off with their first break, they're joining my family. And, and I really do appreciate that sentiment. Amazing. And, and it is very much a family type of atmosphere. Uh, that's, that's a draw as well. Uh, now it's funny, we, you know, we're talking about getting back into the hobby, electric got back into the hobby. Uh, when his wife got him those hockey cards. I think a lot of people got back into the hobby in 2015 over the Connor McDavid hype. Since let's talk hockey, we all collect hockey here. Yeah. And I, here we are yeah. in another year. <laughs> yes. where not only are people getting into hockey because of the Lafren and this 2021 uh, release, but people were starting to get into the hobby, as we all know. And this is touched on in the Ken Reed article um, with the lockdown and the, the lack of sports and the lack of the community. So we've kind of created a community in that sense, and yeah. Electric has his own subdivision. That being said, with all these people now coming to the hobby, wanting to get involved in breaks, which are, in my opinion, a hobby essential service at this point, yeah. you know, despite what perhaps there may be sure. some negative uh, uh, outlooks on, on people who are offering breaks, uh, I, I tend to lean towards the more positive aspects because a lot of people simply can't find uh, some of this product, much Retail, less yeah. it. Yeah. Issue number one is finding it. So you'll see people doing breaks, for example, of 2021 series one, though, as well as higher end product. So that said, so electric, give us a kind of a little bit of insight here without sharing too many of the, uh, the cardboard world secrets, the best way to sort of uh, get in on this group of people who have a lot of options. There are a lot of breaks out there. I've attempted my own. It's, it's not going well. It's not really my lane, um, but it's clearly something that you've excelled in and, what can you kind of offer us in terms of uh, some encouragement to those who want to get into the game on any level? You know, the, the biggest thing for me, Cartel and Co., is just not rushing it. Um, I didn't attempt to do any breaks until I had a thousand followers, and I wanted to make sure that my my uh, following was knew that I was a collector at heart and, and not just some, you know, no offense to the young kids, but I wasn't just some kid picking up wax at Walmart and then yeah. ripping it for twice as much. Which um, exists. In fact, exactly. yeah. I haven't found retail. 
I haven't found retail in Southern California for, for over probably since the new year. So it's, it's, uh, it's tough all around. Um, I, I would say that the biggest uh, tip or, or at least what's worked for me is not forcing it. Um, I'm not going to be, you know, sending you DMS and saying, Hey, join my break or, yeah. you know, this is uh, I think you'd be yeah. interested. I see you post mosaic football on your profile. And I can't tell you how many of those I get. And it's like, guys, yeah. I'm no, posting other people's cards to start with. I'm not interested in your break, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I, for me, it's just a, you know, don't force it. Don't force it. Just be a, a good person. Uh, make people happy in the hobby. Um, send ran- random acts of kindness to brighten people's day. And then for me, the, the family that you'll gain comes naturally. And I know um, I'm not I'm not uh, like everyone else, you know. And that's why when uh, when Cartel hit me up a while back and I was like, "Hey, we want to have you on the podcast as a breaker," I'm like, "Dude, I'm not the guy you want on your podcast." But you can change not, the I'm game not, for know. breakers, man. You know what I mean? Like you, like what yeah. you're saying right now completely changes the definition of breaker. And I think this is why it works so well with with myself uh, and you and with Cartel. It's because. You know, if you look at even the background logo, like it says more than fitness. So as much as like I'm a personal trainer, it's not about the money. It's not about like, like looking hot. It's not even about getting you through your goals. Ultimately, it's about helping people. And that's what you want to do as a breaker. You want to do as a breaker. So you being this, this, this empowering person and wanting to bring everyone into your family, like that's incredible, dude. And it's inspirational. And honestly, if there were more breakers like you, there would be less call outs for, you know, someone not sending their cards after a break or some fuckery where someone comes back at you and says like, yo, can you send extra for shipping? Like I actually, you know, like I misshipped or, you know, someone that actually happened to me uh, about two weeks ago, someone's uh, hit me up like a month later after we did a break and he's like, yo, can you send extra for shipping? And I'm like, I sent you $12 for shipping. And I had to screenshot the conversation yeah. that we had, you know what I mean? And so because you're so genuine, <laughs> yeah. I really feel like this can be a building block for other breakers. Well, that's definitely it. It's, it's exposing uh, uh, people to the, the better side of things. I mean, we've all had these, these experiences. You kind of have to, you kind of have to pick and choose. Um, I, I, I actually shared with electric I've had experiences with people opening product off the screen which is kind of, you know, de- defeating the entire purpose of, of what you're trying to achieve yeah. when you're doing a break. And of course, uh, you know, in terms of a conversational aspect, Electric, uh, I think obviously we have a lot more to touch on, you and I, than, you know, inviting a breaker on here who, quite frankly, is, is just in it to mechanically open yeah. packs. We see that yeah. a lot. They, they, yeah. don't know the, they don't know the players they're dealing with now. Despite the fact that you do have trouble uh, pronouncing Boomer Esiason, um, but that's okay. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring right. that up, man. I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure many people do, but besides that, you, you I don't know, even know who the hell that is. You know, your product, you're familiar. Yeah, with the there we go. You're familiar <laughs> with the players. You're familiar with the teams. That's important, right? So, you know, it, it's it kind of the same way I talk about people blindly opening a PSA submission and they're like, Oh my God, I, I can't believe I got this or that. You should know what you're dealing with and have confidence in, in yeah. what's going to happen. Uh, so I think, you know, all, all those elements are appreciated. Do you want to also t- tell us about some of the more boring aspects um, when it comes to, you know, like even the simple act of sleeving cards, you have a very famous Zamboni. Can you touch on the Zamboni, please? Oh, yeah. Let's bring out the Zamboni, guys. So That's right. I've got myself this nice Ooh. little lint roller um, and I call it the Zamboni because, you know, I'm a hockey guy. Yeah. And I funny. like to give you guys a clean, clean, clean sheet of ice before I do a break. I love it. Um, for me, I, I also own uh, two dogs. I got two dogs, so I want to make sure I take care of your cards. And that's, that's what go. I tell people is, you know, I might be slow, but but just like you guys said, what's not a hit for me and what's not a hit for someone else might be a hit for you. And who knows what the market the way it is. Any rookie might take off. And so I'm yeah. just leaving every rookie for you. Yeah, I'm taking my time, and that's just the way I'm going to do it. I'm not, I'm not – I'm not in it for the volume. I'm not in it to make money guys. And that's, that's where I'm a little different. You know, this is just a fun little creative outlet for me to, to escape. Um, and that's, that's really what it's had, about is escaping and then getting, getting to know you guys, you know, love it. Absolutely. No, you've had some, some great successes in the sense that, uh, uh, so you are taking care of these cards properly. I I'm very critical of that. The way people handle cards. I'm always watching electric. Okay. Marching <laughs> sleep stuff. You actually have an excellent it's, it's slightly aggressive the way that you get from the penny into the top loader. 
but it's so smooth. I think it comes with experience. Now you've had some great success with people grading some of the cards. Now, um, tell us a, about some of the bigger hits of maybe the last few months. I know you've had some cool ones. And I was in a chat uh, at one of your breaks where people were sharing about their grading experiences. Can you fill us in on that? Sure. And I actually, um, just for fun, I know, I know you guys are my Canadian family and, um, uh, that was a uh, CK pawn is, is one of my Canadian customers. And a long time ago, cause you know, PSA is so expeditious these days. Um, yeah. we pulled a nice Shai Gilgis Alexander rookie card or not a rookie card, sorry. Uh, Genesis from mosaic. And that's the really, you know, ultra rare parallel, yeah. um, that you can pull. And, uh, he, he ended up getting a PSA 10, which was nice. And then I know he's pulled some other Zion rookie cards and, and stuff out of mosaic with me and he got tens on those as well um and then his friend uh, we were doing optic t-mall which is the chinese ver- version of the optic basketball cards and he got himself a nice ruby wave lebron james which obviously we know lebron is king yeah. um, and that got a psa 10 so i'm, I'm really happy to hear that um, the only downfall I had and i'll be completely honest with you guys because that, that's one thing i was going to say is being genuine is huge for me uh, so if I don't know something, I'll tell you guys, and, and Cartel knows this, every time I say, if, if there's something that sucks during my break, I got to know about it because I won't know otherwise. I'm very yeah. oblivious. My wife will tell you I'm oblivious. I'll think things are great until you tell me otherwise. Um, so just being real, you know, we I pulled the LeBron Genesis, which was huge. It's a massive card. Uh, it was probably 4,010 at the time. Uh, ended up subbing it twice. Both times he got an eight, and it, it turns out it was due to print lines. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. It, it happens. Yeah. We didn't see the print lines and we subbed it. Uh, we even had it professionally cleaned and uh, we just evaluated and they didn't see it either. And so we resubbed it and got an eight again. Uh, yeah. and we finally saw the print lines and it's just unfortunate, you know. But Yeah, uh, I, I have noticed that you're, you're very quick. And I actually appreciate this. Um, it can sometimes be a bit of a bummer. You see the big hit. The, the group gets excited and you're like, you know what, there's a scratch on it. But yeah. it's important that you do that because... A, you have to establish yeah. it's a factory error, nothing that you did. And uh, it's just being straight up about it. And I think it's actually a good way for the community to learn about quality control for certain products. Uh, before yeah, you your hopped fault. on here. Yeah. Yeah. Before you hopped on here, Electric, we were talking about the quality control issues in 2021 Upper Deck. Um, so it's important. It, it just is a gathering of, of oh, information yeah. in a way that you wouldn't really be able to, because again, a lot of people are not able to get this product at all. All the breaks I've done with you, Electric, these are this is product I'm not able to to source myself at a reasonable price or locally, sure. right? Now, speaking of locally, now you are in the West Coast, you are in California, I believe we can at least say that much. And yes, that sir. is an exciting scene for the hobby right now. Um, I, I would love to visit that store that I heard about, coffee and cards. What a brilliant, simple concept. I, I love coffee, I love cards. Um, can you can you <laughs> fill us in on anything that you may have kind of experienced in that scene? I mean, obviously I'd imagine it's basketball heavy, um, it's exciting. Any, any kind of, uh, notes on that, that you may share with us? Yeah, you know, what's funny is, so I, I'm not in the immediate LA area, which is where some of those card shops that are bigger that you see on Instagram are sprouting up. And so I haven't, I have to be completely honest. I haven't visited any of those. And obviously, yeah. uh, COVID-19 doesn't help. Um, most recently I did go to Burbank sports cards. I actually met up with a couple of my quote unquote family members and uh, I have purchased cards from Burbank. Yeah, I, I know you have. And it's a great Ooh. shop. You know, they, they, they do it. They keep it real clean and the prices are fair. Um, they let you rip in the store even during the pandemic, which is, is fun. Uh, and you know, it's, it's just a, it, it was a great vibe. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'd love to go to coffee and cards sometimes because I'm a coffee fiend myself. Yeah. I, I, partaking 10 cups a day you know it's, it's terrible, <laughs> just but, brilliant uh, i hope to one day bring the east coast version <laughs> to toronto yeah that, that, that see that's that's fantastic um i just i think it's a it's a great way for people to hang out and i just wish you know that the pandemic wasn't happening because i'm sure it would help and people would be able to hang out more than they are now uh but you know i the the local card shop i have isn't that great i'm not gonna lie i've been there once and i just didn't get a good warm and fuzzy so i haven't been back um Retail, like I said, the scene sucks. Uh, you can't get any retail products. So everything I have, everything I do in my break is uh, resale. I, I get it from someone else. Um, I don't, I don't, and that's where I'm saying, I'm not making a killing off of this. If I Very were able to get this all yeah. retail value, yeah. if I were to get this all retail value, I, I probably wouldn't be charging, um, you know, as much as I do for breaks. And I'm sure that goes the same for some other breakers too. So yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. That, that's also an interesting difference that I noticed with you, uh, 
versus these guys that are just kind of mainlining early on or they yeah. have a source that is not a resale source. But you can still do breaks that way. I at The prism boxes that I was attempting to break, which will now sadly probably just be sold coldly on no, eBay. No, let's not let um, it happen. <laughs> I, I, I sourced I them. Happen, man. Just wait it out, man. That electric keeps telling me to wait it out, but the wait problem is maintaining the problem is maintaining the the, the spot price when the product is so variable, right? And starting to really yeah. come up right now. But I, I I got in on those boxes. I would say at the halfway point. So I mean, I already missed the boat on getting them when they first came out. My local store happened to pick a bunch up uh, a few months ago, and even still, I'm in a position to make money. But by no means am I someone lucky enough to have you know, purchased cases of that stuff back when it was, you know, under $200. That That's just not, that's too difficult these days. So it's funny, yeah. you, you mentioned the pandemic. It is a pain in the ass. It is affecting all of us. But in a lot of ways, would we, in your opinion, Electric, do you, do you think we'd have something similar going on right now, regardless of the pandemic? Or, or, or do you think that's kind of a, I feel like that's a major driver in a way, right? A lot of people. Yeah, are- I, you know, I gotta say you're right, Cartel. I think you know, it had a lot to do with, with my entrance into what I'm doing now and just having, you know, some just needing to do something to keep my mind active when I'm at home. Cause you know, working from home is, is one thing, but working from home with a two-year-old around is extremely challenging and extremely exhausting and, and trying to come up with a way to just exhaust my other brain functions and being creative. And that's really what my, my page came down to. And now, at first, I didn't have the intention of doing any breaks, but I, I, I saw what some guys were doing. I started participating in some, and it's one of those things where I just thought, you know, I could, I could do that and have fun with it, and, and yeah. that's really how I came to be, and I, I don't know if I would have done that without the pandemic, so I do have to thank it for that if it's good for anything. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I, think, I think Brendan and I are now going to be proceeding into the world of health and fitness, Yes, sir. Um, thank you so much. Uh, electric underscore cards. Again, I cannot, I'm sure Brendan as well. We cannot recommend him enough. Unbelievable guy. As you've heard, you know, we've spoken to him, we've had him on and uh, he's going to change what we call breakers. And honestly, he's changing the hobby day by day and just helping people feel good, man, and providing a safe space. So Give it up for electric and hit him up on Instagram, please. If nothing more than to, to see his cool shit and see his cool taste in music. Literally cool stuff. Good breaks. What more can you ask for? Thanks so much I, again. I got to tell you guys, it, it's an, it's an absolute honor to be on your, your podcast. I'm a, I'm a faithful listener. I've listened to all your episodes and I will continue listening. So equal reverse shout out back to you guys. Appreciate, Appreciate you guys it. very much. Uh, you guys keep staying real, keep being good for the hobby. I really do appreciate you guys. And across the miles, someday we'll meet up. I, I promise you that. One hundred is with all the family. It's going to so. be a fam jam yeah, one day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you guys, and uh, I'll let you move on to your next topic. Rock on, guys. Peace. Take Love. care, man. Well, let's go. Thank you so much. See ya. See ya. All right. Awesome. I love it. First guy. down, uh, hopefully of many more to come. We want yeah, to talk right. to you the best, the brightest, the most positive. It's, it's all about staying positive, Brendan. These days, in these dark days here in Toronto, we are locked down yet again yeah. because it worked so well the first time. And uh, we are locked out of gyms. Um, so here we are once again in the same very uh, tired and very uh, familiar situation. Defeated, you know. This is when we need your positivity, Brendan. So just lay on some positivity right now to get us going now that we don't have access to these gyms anymore. Let's do it. Well, um, yeah, I know that not having gyms sucks because that's what we're used to, right? And if there's one thing that we can take from COVID is that nothing is the way it used to be. And so if we keep living in that, like, I wish things were like this, or why don't they just go back to this? however long this lasts, you're going to be very, very, very upset. And my goal is to not have that happen. So as I've said a lot of times, more times than I can honestly even fathom myself, is it's all about controlling things you can control. And even if you don't have access to a gym, we've, we've talked endlessly about the different types of exercises you can do, but the one thing you can really, really do right now and obviously I'm exercises is mandatory, but changing your body composition 
is 80% of what you eat. And today we're going to actually talk a little bit about simple carbohydrates and what those are. So, because if you try to use those simple carbohydrates to get you to your goals, you might actually be able to get out of this pandemic, look better, feel better, and most importantly, be better. You're going to see that your life starts to, to get better in other aspects, not related to fitness, not related to weight loss. All of a sudden, you know, people are answering your calls when, when it comes to the applying for jobs. I don't know how life works. I just know that if you just keep doing the right things, eventually things even themselves out. And I promise you that. So Aton, what would you consider? First of all, let's talk about what a, a simple carbohydrate is. Well, it's what you're eating a lot of. Uh, we, we, we see Brendan eating a lot of roasted potatoes. Now, love them. I love the fact, again, I love using you, using, using you as an example because you, you walk the walk and talk the talk. You are posting photos of fantastic results that you're getting right now. Um, I, I'm kind of in the opposite trajectory as you at, the, at this point, um, having taken a trip out and come back and being in quarantine, I'm, I'm putting on some bad weight. But you are an example of someone who is having that great progress. You're getting lean and there's videos of you preparing roasted potatoes. Oh my All goodness. Potatoes. I, Why is eating potatoes? Simple carbs so, are going to be the, the white carbs that we are all way too familiar with and eating far too much of uh, examples being white potato, white rice, sugar itself is a simple carbohydrate. Um, it's a food we are exposed to a lot and it tends to be the quote unquote comfort food. And uh, it's the food that we all tell our trainers we're not eating too much of. We're eating lots of protein, but it's a lie. And the fact of the matter is, you like you mentioned, you can use it to your advantage. Now, here's the thing. There's, there, there are always different um, strategies. And so I want us to kind of bounce them back. I love this. Okay. Now, you said 80-20. That is the common cliche, 80-20 nutrition and training. I tend to disagree. Not because, okay. I don't, not because I don't disagree that nutrition is super important. And my own personal success and my client's best success has come with the very tight control of nutrition. But the reason why I don't say it's the be all end all is if you don't have a good routine going on and you are not moving, it's all a moot, a moot point. Anything we discuss on this show when it comes to supplementation and nutrition is a moot point if you're not moving, if you're not exercising. And that doesn't mean lifting three, 400 pounds on a deadlift or squatting 200 pounds. What it means is working out and moving. Even if you guys are practicing your pushups right now, I suggest we all check out Taxi Driver and watch what Travis Bickle does in his tiny little squalid apartment. Uh, that's all you need. Some, some pull-ups, some push-ups, some crunches. You're going to be in great shape. Yeah. Um, simple carbs are useful at the right times and in the right context. So uh, I'm, you're gonna find me eating the most simple carbs on days when I'm most active or lifting the heaviest. You're also gonna see me eating simple carbs post-workout. And when I say workout, I mean getting out of your comfort zone, sweating and really getting a workout in. That is an excellent time to have what you kind of see as the cliched, typical bodybuilder post-workout meal, which is usually chicken and white rice. Now, let's get into a little bit of bro science just to keep it simple. Love it. You're increasing your, your insulin level right after your workout. And let's put it this way. You're pushing the protein to where it needs to be and using it most effectively. Um, I always tell people if you're going to have the simple carbs, you're going to have them in and around your workouts and on those heavy days. Now, are there other ways that you can strategize with the simple carbs? Because I think, I think you are someone that probably has them every morning, which is not yeah. a bad thing or yeah. discouraged, but talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So I tend to have my simple carbohydrates when I need energy. So if anyone knows me, and if you guys don't, you will get to know me. I'm quite neurotic and I, I love my schedule and my schedule is entirely tailored to, you know, almost to the minute on, you know, what I need and when I need it. So I'm halfway so, through my nightly sleep when you're getting up, by the way. Yeah, so much so that like I plan my 20 minute naps in the middle of my day because I know I need energy there. So I use these simple carbohydrates on in instances when I need energy. So for instance, in the morning, I tend to find that like I need that energy to be productive. And that being said, when you consume a simple carbohydrate, 
what usually follows it, even if it's just a little bit of simple carb rate, carbohydrates, is a mild decline in your energy over the course of time as it's being broken down. Because it gets broken down so quickly, it actually disappears almost just as quickly. So if I have a simple carbohydrate, I also try to, to either balance it with a, a extra protein or fat because fats take longer to digest. Or what I'll do is I'll make sure I have a complex one. Like if I need one instantly, because let's say I just worked out and I'm going right into teaching one of my boot camps, I'll have a simple carbohydrate like, you know, potatoes, like we just talked about. And then moving forward after that, the, um, after the boot camp is done and like, and my energy has been expended, then I'll find a way to increase some complex carbohydrates, which are things that will digest a little bit longer. They'll take longer to digest. So things like, I mean, uh, whole wheat pasta, stuff like that. And exactly. And this will give me sustained energy to kind of ride that wave. You know what I mean? My whole, my whole mindset, the way I I go about food is I want to make sure that I'm not too high. I'm not too low. If I can stay in the middle as much as possible, then I, that's, that's when I know I'm the happiest. I'm not anxious. I'm not frustrated by little things. I have a great clarity when it comes to like conversations and, and, and conflict resolution. And that's just like when I feel my, my best self. Yeah. So, so I think an important point there is, you know, you're having that simple carb. And like you mentioned, it's powering you, it's giving you energy because you are busy. You yeah. are doing non-traditional things. You're not hopping into an office, right? So I'm always warning people, you know, what works for someone might not work for you in the sense that if your routine is that you're going to start your morning and end up in an office cubicle, not very active, perhaps you don't need that simple card. You can actually gain a little bit of energy along with your coffee with a healthy fat. I always talk about for the average person having a healthy fat with a protein to start and finish the day and try to use the carbs to bolster their day. So like you, like you mentioned, a complex carb, like an oatmeal, sweet potato, uh, uh, brown rice, uh, whole, whole grains, not necessarily whole wheat, whole yeah, grains can power you through the midday. They're also excellent before the workout. My number one pre-workout people catch me eating a bowl of oatmeal. I tend to digest very quickly. I happen to have, you know, kind of a quicker, uh, gastric action and I'm able to work out shortly after that, but you can time it. You, you get to know your, your body basically. Yeah. So I, I, I get very far away from that concept of, uh, you know, bringing carbs down unless it's for a very specific reason. And of course that does come into play, Brendan, if I, I'm sure if you want to hit your ultimate body fat percentage goal, there will be a period where you're not eating many carbs at all. That was me in the summertime, basically. So in the but summertime, I'll cut, I'll cut carbohydrates mainly because I, I find I get really hot when I, when I eat carbs, like I get like, cause it's energy, right? So like it's metabolizing and um, I can't handle that in the summertime. So what I tend to do is I'll cut like carbohydrates basically in half and I'll replace it with protein and or fats. And uh, I mean, I'm still here and I'm not miserable and I and get that, things done. And that causes <laughs> more satiation anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the protein and the fats fill you up. People just don't realize this. The carb yeah. just becomes, they can become a very nasty cycle. So a lot of times people say, listen, careful even recommending simple carbs at all because one cookie will become 20 cookies. But uh, yes, there's a level of discipline. And like I say, if you have a good routine and a plan going, you're going to want to make it incredibly effective and you're going to want to support it. So, you know, the 10 cookies are not going to support your plan. Um, So eat carbs. Um, Don't deprive yourself. uh, But at the same time, be strategic about them. That's the awesome thing. Um, That's why some of the fittest people Brendan and I know love to indulge in the things that you think are taboo, pizza, spaghetti, cookies. It is available to you as long as it makes sense in the context of what you're doing. I just plan it. You know what I mean? Like, and I know it sounds like like an awful life, but like, what would you rather like, just like be caught off guard and end up eating a pizza because you're kind of blah mood and, you know, you had a few shitty days in a row and this is just going to make it a shittier one or put that damn pizza on the day that you work the hardest, you worked your ass off today and eat a freaking pizza, man. And the next day you're not going to binge eat because you feel great. I mean, it's, it's a win-win, right? Like just, it's all about balance. It's all about balance. It's, it's all about timing. It's all about, and listen, this is a reality. You will lose your, your certain, um, your cravings and habits when you start working out, uh, particularly when there is 
heavy lifting involved uh, and big compound movements, which again, you can replicate that at home. You can just do a few more push-ups. You can add some resistance through resistance bands. But when you, especially when you're working out hard, your taste actually does change. Your body's not going to crave simple carbs. Your, your body will crave protein and your body will crave positive things that will, will help it kind of progress. So I, I guarantee you that that's one thing I notice when I'm in a good routine is I'm not having the same cravings as I do right now in quarantine and lockdown, feeling down, um, you know, not being able to head to the gym. I'm having way more cravings and it's a battle. Um, but even still, you can still try to regulate that. If you try to force yourself to have that healthy meal, there's one meal less at a time. Chance, yeah. right. There's less of a chance. You're going to be craving the 2 AM ice cream. Yeah. Right. But if it happens, we're not going to get too down on ourselves. No, no, man. Every day is a new opportunity to be better. Also, every meal is a new opportunity to be better. So just because you had one bad meal, like think about that in perspective. What if last week, like 10 of those meals were bad and you've had one bad meal or two or three, as long as you're doing better on a week to week basis, I promise you, you'll be getting results. Focus on being better, not being perfect, because perfection is a great way to fall off a cliff. A little better every day. I think that's very sound advice, man. Absolutely. Keeps the doctor away. There you go. My poet now. Somewhat. We're going to work on the poetry and the stand-up comedy when it and comes the to rap. This. When it comes to this cardboard game. So guys, keep an eye out for more information about the giveaways that will that we will be doing. And um, yeah, uh, keep an eye out for more guests as well. If you'd like to be on the Cardboard Coaches and you have a story to tell or something that is relevant to the hobby these days during these crazy times, please contact us. We're more than please. happy to get you on the show and have a chat, drink some coffee. Always. All right, team. I hope you guys had fun today. Please, please, please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment. These little things mean the world to us. But also, I'm sure someone in your immediate circle needs some of this information or just wants to, to, to be a part of something and like feel connected. And let me tell you, that's one thing that myself and Cartel do. So please, please. Um, and uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week. Keep it real, guys.